to the Strip Down Know Nothing podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right. Whether they fill you with joy or bile, from what a good boy to smile, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. Is he in Afghanistan? It's my co-host, Evan. I bought him a card. I don't know where to send it. I wrote it from the heart, and now I can't defend it. It's my co-host, Saker. All right. You can send it to two Columbus, Ohio, 43235. <laughs> You got it. <laughs> will I? Will I cut that? No, why not? I'll, maybe I'll bleep it. I think it sounds good. I don't. I don't. I don't want to give up my full address on this program. Bleep out, bleep out parts of it. Yeah, but I have, in fact, uh, canonically given out my full address to fans who wanted to send me things. Yeah, and like I don't know. I, I feel like we're not going to have many stalkers or anything like that. Like. Yeah, Worst my... case scenario is somebody sends you like a hamburger once in the mail. Hmm, that sounds good. See, but I need an assurance. I'm not just going to give out my address and then hope somebody sends me a hamburger. I need somebody to mm. email me saying, let me send you one hamburger. Give me your address. And then mm-hmm. I will gladly allow you to stalk me <laughs> for the promise of one hamburger. That's that all sounds... it takes. What would it take to get to to put your address out there in full on the internet? Um. Well... I'm concerned about the not not so much me as like the welfare of my family, which you don't seem to have any concern about at all. <laughs> Hell no. Your your infant son and your lovely partner <laughs> lives are for a single hamburger. For the for want of a hamburger, the war was lost. Sure, sure. Well, I mean, I I want my son to build up character. Uh, mm. so I need him to get strong. But I I mean also if I searched for Evan Dickin on like findmyaddress.org or something. I could probably find you, right? Nope, I know that's... I, uh, I go on there and I edit the addresses on every site. Do you really? In the entire internet. No, that's a ama- no, oh, okay. I just made that up. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know Evan Dickin also is only your nom de plume. It's not your real nom. Um, I will tell you that I just searched Evan Dickin uh, right now just to see, and I'm sure you Google yourself all the time, but the first thing that pops up is COVID-19 alert. If you think you have been exposed to COVID-19 mm. and develop a fever and symptoms. I'm very dangerous. You are. You're a dangerous. I think it's because there's a Dr. Evan K. Dickin, MD in Kentucky. Mm. Yeah, and he went so. to Transylvania University. <laughs> is this real? Yeah. I wouldn't doubt that you've researched. I, uh, well, I didn't research him. His office emailed me a couple times. Really? Um, because he's a, like he's an attending a physician at a hospital or something. Yeah. And I I also have a hospital email address. So sure. I think what happened is like one of the adminis, new admin assistants like Google searched like Evan Dickin sure. hospital and then got <laughs> my address. So I got these I would get these emails like are you going to sign off on the uh, um the scans for so and so's <laughs> like liver? And I'm like, uh, um I think you have the wrong dude." <laughs> Oh, you don't email them back saying, I'll be on it immediately. No, no. I, I, I tell them that, and they say, oh, please delete that email. That contained patient information. I'm like, Jesus. yep, I understand. That so is I deleted in- it, and then I destroy it from even my save, my uh, garbage file. Incredibly so. dangerous. I do get- Because you uh, do not want to fuck around with patient information. You could, like, go to jail. Uh, can you really? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's very- I mean, I could get fired. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Because I, because I work in a- um, you know, yeah, that I'm makes attached sense. to a hospital, so yeah, you, you people they take. But it's their fault. Yeah, I know. I mean, I could okay. get fired for not like getting rid of it, right? If I left it in a place where other people could get a hold of it, and somebody yeah. ended up getting a hold of it, I would be in trouble. So um, I got rid of it. Get my, rid of it. My That's what ba- you should always do when you find the monkey's paw. For sure, throw it out the window. Um, mm-hmm. My band, 
I my band has a very specific email address, uh, and I think it would be very difficult to confuse it with any other email address. But I don't know if some goofball signed us up for. There's a uh, a do, uh, uh dojo in um, Boramwood Barnet. What uh, is so, do? Buddy, you got me. It's uh, QKD Boramwood. Uh, I assume it's some sort of martial art. Uh, I've never looked it up, but they constantly are like sending me emails like, hey, our parking lot is closed this week. So if you're trying <laughs> to park, please park at the crumpet shop across the way. Or Ooh, a crumpet shop. <laughs> I don't Have know. You had a crumpet? Have you had crumpets? Oh, yeah. I've had cr- my sister lives in London, so I've had, a cr- I've had a crumpet or two in my day. They're, they're a bizarre breakfast food. They I are- love them. I love them, but yeah. I'm not a fan. A crumpet's a little too dry, and and you know, I mean, it's not a biscuit. Yeah, are we talking about the same thing? Because every crumpet I've had has been like, I mean, they're almost gelatinous, right? Oh, uh, maybe not. I don't know. A crumpet I thought was a small griddle cake. Tons of holes in them. Yeah. Oh, it's like an English muffin. What the fuck have I had? Not quite an English muffin. It's it's way more. It's chewier. Um, Oh. You might have had scones. That is what I am thinking of. Yeah. So crumpets, they show up in grocery stores sometimes, uh-huh. right? Like very rarely. And when I see them, I always buy them. Okay. Always. Interesting. I'm going to have to pick up some crumps next time I see one. Yeah, they look like good. S- yeah, they they are. They are. They're, yeah, they look thick as hell, bro. Two C's oh, in that. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, interesting, but uh, uh, yeah, that's those. Those are the uh, the ones that I get. Um, are emails from the Kikwondo uh, studio. Um, not as good as yours. I wish. Uh, I wish I. I, I could have gotten had pa- patient information. <laughs> I wish I had sensitive patient information that I could uh, blackmail people with. Um, that would be fun. I think that'd be a good time. Ev. Mm-hmm. How have you been? How's your week been? Uh, it just started, so um, <laughs> busy. Shit. Okay, that's true. We are recording at 10 a.m. on a Monday, which is a rare time for our mm-hmm. records. Uh, this is going to have a, a certain energy to it that I don't think usually our afternoon or evening records yeah, uh, have. Some, some big Monday energy. Some big, big Monday 10 a.m. energy. What is a, What does a Monday 10 a.m. feel like? What sort of energy... I feel like tired, yeah, grumpy, yeah. Okay, because right? you, you're getting you're coming off your weekend, right? Sure. And if you're like any other human being, you don't keep the same sleep schedule on the weekend, right? Of course, yeah. So you always have a hard time getting to sleep on Sunday. But the good news is, is that you know I don't have to go into the office, which is like again, I'm speaking to my privilege and that I still have a job. But right, having like my commute was basically two hours out of my day between dropping Jesus. dropping off the kid picking up the kid going to work coming back finding parking you know in that order yeah you dropped off your kid you picked him picked up, up the kid, <laughs> you went to work find parking. Yeah. <laughs> and like so yeah having like two extra like even though i work as much as i did before like i, I have two extra hours in my day oh man the life and that's gonna mm-hmm. be our culture from now on presumably is uh Maybe. companies yeah well, if, if uh if the rest of our fucking countrymen are too stupid to wear a goddamn mask <laughs> hooray now we get to work from home forever not yeah. me my buddy i'm going back to school come august i hope not I, yeah. uh, we'll see what happens but that seems to be the plan right now so oh boy what a joy uh ebo Mm -hmm. i wish we could just go back to march and just give this whole thing another spin but instead 
We just have to talk about the Bare Naked Ladies today. <sighs> Our song this week is called Another Spin. And if you've never heard it before, here's a quick sample. I had time to kill One day in Alaska I walked around until I found the arts Another spin. I believe I obliquely referred to another spin uh, earlier on this record. Uh, serendipity, in fact. Mm-hmm. I said, this song is ass. But we do have a pretty good Kevin Hearn song in the pipeline coming up here. And another spin, from what I remembered, it was good. It did not disappoint me. Um, what was your take as a, as a, as a uh, what was a herniac? Uh, yeah, yeah, herniac. <laughs> deviated herniac? Hernia. <laughs> um, it, it was okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what I get from a herniac? Yeah, I know. I just, I... I don't feel like Kevin's voice and ambiance lend themselves to upbeat, faster songs. Like, I want him whining about being a dog or whatever, or, you know, living <laughs> in a tree, you know? I don't want him, like, singing, trying to trying to keep beat with a faster song. It just doesn't, It it's just a disconnect for me, and it doesn't quite, it's, it's just friction there that I don't like. Like, yeah, I think that if he had written the song and like either Steve or Ed had sang it, I think it would be better. Interesting. Okay. Um. But do you, I mean, but I would say that Vanishing had not an up tempo energy, but certainly more up tempo than like Hidden Sun. So right. Vanishing is kind of where you're drawing the line here. That's yeah, that is I mean, the the higher end. Yeah, basically. I mean, Vanishing. Well, Vanishing's still like a sad sort of maudlin song. That's and, true. Uh, <laughs> as opposed to like, when outside on a summer day, everything <laughs> I knew was wrong. Like, he's just a weird, like, I don't know, like this, both Serendipity and uh, my brother Vin are just like, not <laughs> songs that, I don't know, it's just, it's just jarring. They're jarring to me. Sure. But sure. again, it was still an okay song. I sure. think that. We were talking about it just briefly when we were hanging out earlier this week uh, at proper social distance and wearing masks. That's correct. Um, and you said this was a great song. So I was really excited for it. And yeah. I mean, the contrarian of me is like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to hate this song. But, you know, it was just sort of it was pretty good. It was, it was pretty okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I was trying to look up other Kevin Hearn songs just to get more perspective. And I did find an article where uh, Kevin Drew, the front man from the broken social scene, calls uh, Kevin Hearn. He says about him, he walks this earth like a fragile prince who forgot he came from royalty, which is such a good description of Kevin Hearn. A fragile prince. All right. Sorry. What were you saying about this? I mean, I like the, the, the piano opening was kind of jazzy. I like that they came back to that at the end with a little bit more structure. The Rocky guitar licks. Um, yeah, they were pretty good. Like the, I mean, you can always trust Ed to get some rock guitar in there. And, sure. Um, I just did not like Kevin's voice for this. Wow. Like, I, don't, I don't know. That surprises me. Yeah, I I did. I love that jazzy intro, and it surprised me considering how deep the keys are actually buried in the song itself. They were really yeah. pulled out in the beginning and end, but it, during the song, I thought Kev would have spotlighted himself more on his own song, but uh, I don't know. Well, I appreciated it. My guess is that um, he's, I mean, it's harder to sing and play piano. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah. hard to play an instrument and sing, so I think that by, like, by, I mean, because he's just doing root chords and stuff like that. Like, he isn't, yeah. like... 
he isn't like noodling like he normally does where he's sure. like you know he clicks on that you know synthesizer pack like the right <laughs> 1983 midi synthesizer pack <laughs> that he uses to like his boops and beeps right right so he clicks that on and he goes cuckoo but yeah here he's just got to keep the beat right he's got to keep the the melody and stuff like that while while he's singing yeah but i mean yeah because i mean in obviously you can sing in one one track and then play piano on another but you're gonna have to perform this in concert eventually right so you right. either need another another pianist to you know noodle while you sing because i imagine i don't know for sure but i imagine like singing a song and then also like extemporizing some noodling would be very difficult probably but he's so well trained but maybe it is still just impossibly hard yeah. i don't know i am um, a musician but not a good one so i don't sure. know <laughs> there are a lot of uh live uh, i do you want well no let's talk about the song before we get into the live versions of it but there's mm-hmm. a lot of live versions of kev doing there's this. a surprising number of live versions given what this song is it, and it where seems it, is. it seems like a song that he enjoys and a lot of the live versions of it were kev solo on his little small UK tour, which just kind of like doing his own thing. But we can talk about those in a little bit. I think our, our, our the people deserve to know a little more about this song before we dig into the live versions. Sure. Um, this, yeah, speaking of the ending, you were talking about sort of the, they bring that jazzy intro back. Um, I usually, I usually dislike in Brandon Lady songs for the most part, long outros. But for some reason, like luxuriating in the end of this song was just so pleasant. It was like floating down the lazy river of her. that's like i agree like the outro was literally a quarter of the song yeah it really was (laughs) like the song's four minutes long and the outro is easily a minute but like it was i i appreciated that because normally what it would be in a hern song is just him repeating something over and over again so him just saying afghanistan for a minute like i imagine or like are well, you in? Are he, you in? He does say, are you in, over and over and over again in this outro. You may have been forgetting because it's so easy to just lose yourself in the instruments, but he, they do go, are you in? Are you in? <laughs> over and over again, which I, I actually wrote that this would be great. I hope we don't get everything old is new again for our segment this week, because I think this would be a great over like a, a sort of a, the gathering of the gang montage in a heist movie is just mm-hmm. are you in over and over again as we see him like shaking hands with like the driver and like oh that would be so good um man so so there's a lot going on instrumentally in this song but buddy mm-hmm. we got some chorus hand claps you and- do Boy, oh boy, are they good. I give the globe another spin All this time I'm wondering Give the globe another spin Is something like hitting a cowbell or something? Yes, like- during the first chorus, I, Ty is playing a whole cowbell set 
in the left ear. It's and I wrote in my notes, it's the rapture and it's come to take me home. I fucking loved it. He's like boom boom like playing a whole fucking like he picked it up from some like garage sale in Bumfuck, Illinois when they were going through it and like it's a bunch of like a farmer's rusty old cowbell set and Ty is just playing in the studio like god I love this it's so fun this this song just is is fun all over um Ty's Ty's actually doing a lot on this song uh he tosses in some bongos halfway through the song that sound great I love, I felt like this song massively benefited from a very careful earbud listen. Like, you got those nice headphones on, you're like, do I, is that a bongo I spy in just the right ear? Just a little <laughs> bit. Like, it was just, it was very cool. Um, uh, yeah, Ty, Ty's, uh, Ty's kicking ass. Um, I don't know. Those keys start going Caribbean when he says, uh, mm-hmm. you took a job sm- spying for the army. They say you took a job. have this like this island feel to it like this whole thing gave off to me i wrote like this 60s fun beach boys vibe somehow um and i don't know if yeah that that, that tracks for me yeah like it was just a fun kind of summery song yeah then both both this and serendipity uh are sort of fun summery songs that's true serendipity definitely is summer dairy queen (laughs) yeah and like, the only specific I can remember from Serendipity Dairy Queen. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Money from mowing lawns. Money from yeah, mowing no, lawns. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, and like this is a song about a relationship, right? But not a, necessarily a terrible one. Um, it may be bad, but we don't know for sure. But it has surprisingly few details of the relationship, g- considering how specific it gets in other aspects. Yes, like, it's it's almost like like Kev is. I mean, he's remembering stuff, and I understand that like specificity is the soul of narr- of wit or whatever you say <laughs> uh and like he's like he's like sense memories that are like connected to i'm like getting a lot of insight into how kevin's like brain works mm-hmm. it's like yeah i went to the movies with a friend and my palms were sweaty and the popcorn <laughs> was over salted and there was also a guy there in a green shirt <laughs> yes ex- like top button unbuttoned Very yeah, like so it's like he's got like like i, I like he's almost on the spectrum with regards to like his memories of things like yeah. how they're not necessarily they're, they're obviously connected but they're not necessarily the thing that he is remembering yes right? or trying to remember he's like i sure. went on a date and i ate uh three chicken wings and <laughs> also a half a half a uh, glass of sprite right now, what about yeah. the girl kev what about what about the date how did that go <laughs> what oh, about yeah her? we got we got into my car and then we <laughs> A 1944. My sleep was was slightly reclined. It's fun. I'm making fun, but I didn't mean it in sort of a. I meant it not in a joking way. This is it's it's an interesting way for that he sees and remembers the world. Yeah. No. It definitely. I. It's specifically. I think in this song, one of the lines that really got me there was a sweet potato pie is what your mom would always make, right? Mm -hmm. Like I wrote too many syllables in too short a time but the specificity of it is just off the charts good <laughs> like i love that so much 
Um, yeah, he, he nails that specificity, which I, I really love. Yeah, the whole... So let's talk about what is happening in this song. Because you're right, sure. it is about a relationship. Mm-hmm. I, I think this song, and we're talking about kind of Kev and maybe his awkwardness a little bit. Uh, I think this is him trying to tell a joke, right? Like, this song is just one big, like shaggy dog story on its way to a punchline and we hit the punchline and then there's like half of the song left where he just says are you in over and over again right right um so what's the uh, what's the joke uh well from why what i understood the joke to be is he loves this girl and he he like she's left and she says like oh i'm leaving and so he goes to like her parents' house, and there he's like, "Do you know where she is?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, she had to. Uh, she she actually is in the army now, and they should like shipped her out. And you, we can't tell you. It's a she's a super secret spy now. Like, mm-hmm. so the joke is that like she's just running away from him and told her parents not to tell him where she is. Yeah, yeah, I, just, I think she doesn't. Yeah, no, yeah, she does not want to see him. Right? This isn't necessarily exactly. her joining the army. It's maybe I don't. know. Oh yeah, no. There's no way she joined the army. He's a stalker. He's being a stalker, I mean, kind of. Yeah. But but I think I don't think he's a stalker. I think he's just awkward Kev. And she didn't know how to break up with him, so she's mm-hmm. just like I'm moving tomorrow. I didn't tell you. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I got to join the army. Uh, and so, yeah, she's, I mean, she's trying to, to treat him with kid gloves, but it turns out being more cruel. It's just, it's a long way to walk for this joke. And it doesn't get, it doesn't give you more than the punchline, but I loved that it was like Kev telling a, a weird joke through a song. It was kind of interesting, but I, you know, I did note the unbelievably off chance that, there is no joke in this song and the parents were just telling the truth. And this is just a weird Kev story song. Yeah. Seems less likely, but I don't know. Um, I mean, yeah, her parents, I mean, it, it was good because like, it just felt different than a mm-hmm. shitty relationship, Steve song or yes. a shitty relationship, Ed song. Like I understand this is just another shitty relationship song, but it, it felt fresh to me. Yeah. Well, he tells it in a different way and he tells it mm-hmm. so that, I mean, she's almost the bad guy here. I mean, he's just the innocent dum-dum. <laughs> where he or just he's a creep. Her. We don't know for sure. You're right. He could just be a creep. I, I read him as an innocent dum-dum, but that might just be me putting Kev into loving, this character. Loving on that Kev. Loving on that Kev. Um, yeah. Uh, this this joke is the same joke that's in one of my favorite Aquabat songs, which is Hot Summer Nights Won't Last Forever, except mm-hmm. they extend the joke I'm going to put a little sample of it in right here. Imagine, but with tears in my eyes, you had to say goodbye. You had to go, you couldn't tell me why. You said something about you moving to Alaska. I'm going to miss you. They extend the joke over and over again because he sees her around town and he calls mm-hmm. her. Or, and she's like, oh, no, that was my twin sister, Beth. And then he, like, sees her again. Oh, no, that was my cousin, Liz. Like, <laughs> And so he keeps seeing her, and she keeps having to say, like, oh, no, that's somebody who looks a lot like me. So the, the Aquabats can tell a joke better, but Kev uh-huh. is just heartfelt. Like, he's, he's, he's just very there earnest, yeah. putting himself out there. Um, and I, I did. I love that. 
and he's got he's got the sweet metaphor too. He doesn't know how mm-hmm. to end his heartfelt card because his heart never got closure. Like, I don't know. Ooh, Kevin's, yabba yabba. Yeah, he also rhymes. It's it's I wonder his uh I wonder where have you where have you been? I will when will I see you again? I give the globe another spin. <laughs> I wonder where have you been? Will I see you again? I give the globe another spin. Because yeah, he's Are Canadian, so he says Berlin. He says bean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I did. He has a great rhyme at the beginning, which is Alaska with arts and crafts shop. God damn, that made me that like made me grit my teeth. <laughs> I had time to kill one day in Alaska. I walked around until I found the arts and crafts shop. It's such a janky rhyme, but it works somehow. Yeah. Um, actually, speaking of Alaska, and maybe speaking of him being a creep, I was trying to, like, what a wild and lovely specific Alaska is, and then I was like, did he go to Alaska to look for her? Is he a creep? Like, was she like, oh, no, I'm moving to, uh, Alaska, and he's like, all right, I'll be there in a day. <laughs> Anchorage? <laughs> yeah, I'm there, good. Uh, I just, I wondered if, yeah, may- maybe you're right, maybe he is kind of a fucking creepy weirdo. But I don't think so. But I don't think so. Um, yeah, I I don't know. There's just... Uh, there are horns in the second chorus, too. Did you go nuts over the horns? There are horns in the second chorus. But it's not horns. It's like one horn. Yeah, it's horn. You're right, yeah. It's not like a horn section, but it's there, right? It's not high in the mix. Like it, it was hard to pick out, but it was there. And it's just like yeah. one little horn, like do, 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 I just know you're a string boy and you're a horny boy. So I just wondered if that, <laughs> if that hit you in the right place, that little yeah, tiny horn. Like, yeah. It was uh, like most things in this song. It was good, but not good enough. Yeah. It makes me feel like, I wonder if they had the money, the budget to pull in like horns for like five songs because throughout Mm -hmm. these two albums, we've heard when the horns come out, man, they fucking blow up and they're great, but Mm -hmm. they're only on boy. If BNL, if BNL had a dedicated horn player, (laughs) how fucking much crazy better would they be? Oh my God. If Andy Green came back, (laughs) played that horn, played ska for the Vernicott ladies. (laughs) That would be killer. Oh, my dear, dearly departed Scott. It's not departed. It's just in kids shows now. It's always kids right. shows. <laughs> yeah, well, it, Aquabat Super Show. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, does your son watch that Aquabat Super Show? No, not yet. Well, yeah, I'm okay. waiting for him to be a little bit older. A little bit older. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, There's and then there's just some some random stuff that I, you know, was, was thinking as I was listening to this song. I, you know... I, I, I wrote Hidden Sun Will Always Be the OG, but this might be my next favorite Kev track. But then as I was listening to it, I was like, it's a well-crafted joke. It's a joyous, less dour mm-hmm. song. Maybe this is my favorite Kevin Hearn song? That tracks. You like, you like more upbeat. Like you're, you're more of a You're more of a times 1.5 speed guy. That's me. Yeah, you're more of a times 0.5 speed. You speed want those guy. feelings. I, yeah, want them, yeah. I want them out. I want them yeah, out and proud. Yeah. 
Um, Ev, anything else you wanted to talk about? And we just breezed through this fucking song. Well, yeah. I mean, it was it was a pretty straightforward song. Like, I'm just trying to think. Like the I know this after the Are You in Berlin where they do the solo. The solo is what you hate, where he just plays the like melodic chorus of the song and then goes yeah. right back into it. Yeah, yeah, it's true. like the the trailing off like are you in berlin <laughs> just like i don't know it's just you, sad you hated guy. that in previous ones where he like doesn't where he kind of badly articulates something <laughs> yeah i don't know yeah i don't know why it, it hit me in the right place here yeah, like, maybe he, it's because because uh, he did a good job because he did a good job yeah it's uh yeah. it's appropriation in a good way um he only does it twice, though. I wonder what's specific about Berlin and Afghanistan. Um, um, I thought maybe like if she actually is in the army in like oh, 2000 sure. and 2007 or whenever this came out, like Afghanistan yeah. is where she would be, right? Yeah, if she that's were true. anywhere. So then, then Berlin, Berlin. Well, I know that when during the first desert storm, my dad was in the army and he got shifted to Berlin because the people who were in Berlin got sent to Iraq and then he got shifted from America to Berlin. So he just had the greatest war ever because like, <laughs> everyone else was fighting fucking fight in the desert. And my dad is like overseeing a military base in Berlin and drinking beer with Germans. Wow. Wow. Yeah, Your dad, he had, great, <sighs> he had a great war. I think, I think we've talked about this before, but in high school, uh, we were just coming out of high school. We were seniors, me and my friend, Mike. And um, Mike was like, I think I'm going to join Mikey the B or Mikey Spallone. Mikey Spalloni. The Aspidocaloni. Um, <laughs> I like him. <laughs> he Spalloni, Mikey his name Spalloni. Gabagool of fire. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, maybe I've told this before, but he was like, I'm going to join the Marines. And my dad, militantly anti-war, just mm-hmm. like the most virulently like uh, uh, peace-loving communist, was like, you cannot join. This is 2003. They are sending you to Iraq. They're sending you to Afghanistan. You're going to die. And he was like, no, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put my like number one choice is Japan. And they're like, Mike, you are going to be killed in action. My dad was just <laughs> giving him the doom and gloom because of course he was. And he signed up for the Marines. They sent him to Japan. He had a desk job there for like four years. He met a Japanese wife. He had a fucking party time. He anime and gamed it up. And then he came home the happy, happiest little clam. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you, United States Marine Corps, for not killing my friend Mike. <laughs> But just a bizarre story of of nothing bad happening to him. Mikey Spallone. Uh, <laughs> Mikey Explosione Spallone, as we yep. called him. Yeah. Micro Explosion. USB. <laughs> That's him. Yeah. Micro USB. Um, other versions of this song, Ev. Uh, there were three that I wanted to talk about. Why don't you start us off? Which did you watch? I watched like 700 of them. Uh, the three okay. that really struck me were... The one on the ships and dip, the one where Kev yes. tells the backstory of the song. Yes. And then uh, just Kev alone with a piano. Okay. Yes. Um, let's let's talk real quick about the backstory because mm-hmm. I actually heard a couple different versions of it. Um, when he was with Thin Buckle in Massachusetts in 2009, when he's introing this song, he says, this is a song about wondering where a long lost friend is. 
He doesn't give it a hint of irony or a hint of jokiness, which mm-hmm. made me scared. It made me think, <laughs> oh, no, there is no joke in this song. This is Kev just being this all-American mom and dad, like, our daughter is in the army now, and here's mm-hmm. a crisp handshake for you, little Kev, and here's a sweet potato pie to go. But, like, I, that made me weird, weirded out. But then on his little UK tour, yeah. which is probably the one you're talking about. That's the one yeah, I'm talking Do you want to tell yeah. that story? He had a nanny growing up who got in trouble for smoking pot. But anyway, he also had another nanny who disappeared with her husband into like witness protection and got new yeah. identities. <laughs> How like, wild is that? Yeah. Sorry, little Kevbo. Here's your sweet potato pie. I got to go get a new identity. Right? Like Kev's, Kev, well, the second nanny was caught smoking pot with his sister, which is mm-hmm. even better. Like, mm-hmm. What a wild childhood Kev had. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised his songs are so milquetoast based on his childhood. But well, um, I mean, he had he had nannies, right? Anyone who has nannies sort of. You're right. Uh, yeah, they get absolutely. they get they get a milquetoast point. Yeah, this is true. Um, so that's interesting. Obviously he changed up the specifics, definitely not based on a nanny. Um, but still an interesting story here. Um, let's talk about, uh, when he does it solo on his little UK tour. It's just him and the piano. Just him and the piano. Uh, I thought without backing instruments, he tries to jazz it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Felt jazzier. Um, and he definitely shortens it up because it's hard to have that big instrumental outro with just one instrument. Right. Right. Um, I don't know about yeah. he he replaced That's, Afghanistan with Leith, which is where he was, which earned a polite chuckle from the crowd. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's about all the notes I had. A golf clap from the cl- from the yeah, British the, crowd. The equivalent, yeah. So, uh, did you have any more? Uh, there was the one on ships and dip. Yeah, ships and dip with Mike Evan. Yeah, it was like <laughs> cut together with like shitty shots of the cruise. It's like yeah. they're singing the song, and then it like cuts to like the inside of the elevator and someone like pushing floor number 12 and then like yeah. an out an outside shot of the ship like going across the water and then like people walking down the hallway like the most yeah. like they weren't even good cruise <laughs> shots it was like not something you would like not even like showing the ship or anything like that it was just a very bizarre video um but it's... yeah mike mike evan was there i had to look him up he's like a canadian pop singer i guess i, and I listened I guess to a couple they... of his songs and they were uh, okay were they I yeah, he was listen. not. We're gonna put a little Mike Evan in right here. When all the news and all the late night shows seem to you just like an endless flow. Yeah, it. Uh, I, I just I looked him up and I saw that he was just a local Toronto guy and I was like, okay, so for ships and dip, they really did just like. Uh, I don't know who's available. Uh, my friend Mike. Okay, cool. He's 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 on the cruise now. He'll Great. come out and dance. He'll come out and dance for us. The single most cringy thing I've ever seen, tangentially related to Barenaked Ladies. Yeah, this dude is clearly embarrassed. The bare, he's like dancing awkwardly, and then he like stops and like looks around, and the Barenaked Ladies like keep going, keep going, keep dancing, little monkey <laughs> man, <laughs> like. They're egging him on. It's a nightmare. It feels like a Tom goes to the mayor episode. And like, yeah, like I feel like he. I don't know. How, I don't know what kind of career Mike Evan has. Like, I saw he had a couple music videos, but that doesn't mean anything in this day and age. Like, yeah. And he had a new album coming out, but like, is he like big in Canada? Is he like a local Toronto thing? Is he like big enough that he could be like, yeah, I'll come on and I'll do my performance and I'll have like a crowd of a couple hundred people? Or is he like 
BNL is like, oh yeah, we have this guy Mike Evan. He's he's really cool. Ty he, Ty knows him from the scene, and uh, yeah. he can come on. And he and but we're gonna fuck with him the whole time because he doesn't well, have enough juice on his own. <laughs> let me tell you this, Ev. This means nothing. Truly mm-hmm. nothing. Uh, Mike Evan has a hundred more likes than my band Two D Six on Facebook. Oh. So and my band is nothing. My band is just a <laughs> shitty like dumb band. Uh, Anna's page was created two years before ours. So yeah, I so think I guess he just got nobody. bullied. Yeah, he's just, they were just fucking. They called him. They said, "Hey, do you want to be on Ships and Dip Cruise?" And then once he said yes, they were just like, "All right, we have our butt monkey. Like yeah, we're just like, gonna push him around and throw food at him." Yeah, here you can be on a free cruise, but you have to do whatever we say. <laughs> exactly. Oh God. Yeah, because I wonder. Nightmare. Yeah, so I guess I guess I was wondering if it was like, and now for your dancing pleasure, Josh Groban. Like. <laughs> Josh Kerbon. Yeah, they, it. I could. I was like, I was having trouble watching that video. It was so fucking cringy. Um, but people went nuts over this. Like, people are cheering during the song and watching Mike, and they're just going crazy. Um, I felt like this. Uh, um, this song had a real Elton John feel live. Like mm-hmm. he was really kind of pulling out the. And then Tyler had these Waka Chicka drums that felt like I was watching like a '70s cop show. Um, <laughs> I do. I I, I want to put in a couple little clips because it was just this version is really cool. Like it's interesting. This this version is worth watching just to see him be embarrassed in front of a crowd of people. I wish they would have just thrown bottles at him or something. Yeah, if that's your thing, if you like, if you can watch like an episode of The Office without having to leave the room yeah. like I do, <laughs> oh, then, then go on and watch this man embarrass himself. <laughs> with thin buckle in massachusetts 2009 did you see this one yeah uh, yeah okay yeah um interesting not uh too different the drummer is adding some fucking heat he's going nuts on the drums mm-hmm. he's good um and the ending of the song was a real joy to this one um he adds the ending back in and he starts naming a bunch of other middle eastern countries <laughs> and he's like are you in pakistan are you in and he ends it with uh I ran, I ran so far away. <laughs> like, it's just such a good joke. It did make me laugh. I will not deny. Heavy webby. So, yeah. yeah. It's 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 what I miss a lot from the Bernicke ladies when they would interpolate different fucking dumb songs uh-huh. into their <laughs> into their, their set lists. So, I, saw I don't one, know. I saw one where they were doing Cleveland. It was just a regular thing. But Kev's piano had a weird face mask on it. Oh, I saw a clip of that. Yeah. yeah I don't Very know what strange. what that was all about, but he had like a really scary like Japanese face mask on it. I was actually watching uh, the beginning of that, and it's mm-hmm. because um, he thought the, um, what's the mascot for the Cleveland Indians? The uh, Oh, Chief, uh, Chief Wahoo? No, the, the uh, Slider or whatever his name is, the big purple. Um, you don't know who I'm talking about? 
No. I don't follow oh, okay. baseball, especially well, teams with do I. racist names. <laughs> yeah, Slider. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, he he saw a, a game earlier in the day. He went and saw an Indians game, and uh, he saw Slider, and he thought it was real. Uh, and so uh, he puts that mask on his keyboard to ward away Slider, the Cleveland Indians' giant purple parrot. I don't he, know what it is. He thought it was real? Yeah, Kev is just a strange little boy. <laughs> so it's his ward against game the evil. I saw a big purple parrot, and I thought it was real. <laughs> but yeah, that's about it. Ebbo, why don't you tell Watch me out. right now what dating sim this song is like? I could, and I would. And you will. Here I go. <laughs> Can and I will, and I do. Uh, <laughs> this is about none other than Chemco's famous dating sim death match love comedy. <laughs> okay. Tell me about it. It was a Japanese smartphone game about 10 years ago, and it just got redone and re-released for the PS4. Um, oh, and Switch. Yeah, basically it's a normal dating sim, except for one big difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not at all. You're a normal guy. You get you get transferred uh, to a new school because your family moves around a lot, possibly mm-hmm. from Berlin, possibly from Afghanistan. <laughs> you see where the things are going around. Uh, and you're immediately thrown into this high school full of lovesick romantic girls. The only catch is if one of them ever confesses their love to you, you explode and die. <laughs> okay. So. Um, wh- why? That's the mystery. <laughs> Okay, of got the game, it. you have to figure out why you're trying to figure out why if you get c- professed to, you will sure. blow up. Sure, sure. Um, so you're trying to unravel this mystery, meanwhile trying not to get girls to fall in love with you. That's very fun. So you're trying to okay. avoid them, but you can't be super mean to them either because they have the information you need. Uh, also, okay. there are angels, a psychic, and a weird whispering, and like an odd pink cat that follows you around. It's a very weird uh, game, um, and there's like a. Like it's it's got a obviously tongue in cheek like there's a boop 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 warning warning otome approaching sort of thing like <laughs> um so, so yeah so this song is basically written about this game obviously the protagonist of the game uh Yaguke I think is his name uh he is the song this is written from the perspective of one of those lovesick otome who is uh trying to track him down because she is in love with him or all of oh, them man. who knows so they're trying to track this guy down but they don't know that uh, he's a part of a secret government uh, program that uh, sure. he will be army program that he will blow. He's like an American <laughs> ultra. Like he'll, <laughs> instead of turning into a killing machine, he just explodes. So yeah. he was like, a, I'm, I'm imagining, and this is just, I just realized this. Like he's like some sort of like uh, Manchurian candidate where he goes and because uh, um, he's a pretty attractive guy. He goes to like the high school and he like romances the daughter of like Vladimir Putin or something. <laughs> And okay. uh, then blows up her and her friends in a, in a huge in a huge victory when she finally professes her love to him in a huge right. victory for the U.S. killing. Putin's okay, <laughs> that's got it. So okay, got it, got it. He's a he's a secret weapon for yes, for the United yes, States government. Yes, a, okay. a, a failed secret, like a, a men who stare at goats sort of thing, right? Sure, that checks out. This is an MK Ultra sort of situation yeah. with this boy right here. Yeah. Got it. And I don't actually know what the secret is because the game I don't think has actually come out in English yet. Wow, Inter- this game looks kind of fun. Yeah, uh, so I, I, a, would... I watched a couple of let's, Japanese let's plays, but again. It was very fast, and uh, my Japanese is not as good as it used to be. <laughs> sure. Okay. Got it. Okay. Interesting. All right, buddy. I am in. 
Uh, that's fun. That seems like a lot of fun. You're giving so many good wrecks on this podcast for people. <sighs> Things they can walk away with. This game came out June 25th in Japan. Hopefully the English translation will come out pretty soon here. Uh, and uh, folks will be able to enjoy Deathmatch Love Comedy. Exclamation point, Ev- exclamation point. Exclamation point, exclamation point. Uh, now's the time in the show when we rate this song. So if we rate on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed, the more bare naked this song is, the better. The more clothes it's wearing, the worse. So, Ev, on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed, what do you think this song is? I've never been to Europe, but I hear there are nude beaches there. Mm-hmm. So let's just imagine that I somehow managed to finagle my way onto like a high school trip to let's say Zaragoza, Spain or something like that. Ooh. And uh, uh, here, my me and my horny dude friends are all like slapping high fives, playing Magic the Gathering <laughs> in our fucking hotel room while everyone else is out doing whatever the hell they're doing. And we hear there's a nude beach and we're like, you know what? We got to try it. This is going to be amazing. Fucking awesome. And uh, um, so we get, we pile into the local transportation bus go on down to this uh nude beach um and then we like we're with, with visions of giant melons dancing in our heads and uh you know big thick penises flopping around <laughs> of course <laughs> extra extra veiny you just, just how i like them all of them as big as possible whatever the genitalia yeah. is you need it large <laughs> you need it large and in charge right enormous an vaginas just an asshole caping of, capable of shitting out a coke can <laughs> yep that's that's ev's finish so we're just uh we're just imagining we're just uh we're all like being excited we get there and it's kevin hearn's nude beach and we're like oh i don't know who this guy is but that's fine Mm -hmm. and then when we get there it's just a regular nude beach so it's just a bunch of normal people who have (laughs) taken off their clothes and so it's like you know 50 something dudes with like you know chest hair and you know pendulous nut sacks and ladies with pendulous (laughs) boobs and you know just normal people where we're sure. americans who have been bred on a diet of like pornography yes uh, right. stolen pornography <laughs> um pay for porn everybody it's important <laughs> so uh um so yeah so that's just basically the song for me like i heard it was a kevin hearn song i'm like oh yeah i can't wait for another hearn song i'm a herniac sure. i love sure. nudity <laughs> and i get there and uh it's it, uh, naked people so they're it's they're totally naked. They're just not impressed. They're much. naked. I'm not. I like we all just like come out in our swim trunks and we're like kind of look at each other, mm. and then we just like oh, okay, and then we get back in the bus and go back and play like Magic the Gathering some more okay. or something. <laughs> a lot of MTG going on on your uh, your trip. I just, to Spain. I just remember all the all the school trips I was on. We were all just sitting sure. like we were all nerds just playing fucking card games. Sure, sure, yeah, that checks out. CCGs. That was the high the high age of CCGs. When oh I was my in god. Oh for sure. Well, I mean, it was just Magic. It wasn't CCGs back then. Maybe you got a little tail end of. Or uh, beginning on Pokemon, but oh no! I mean, I got I got Magic. There were, because there were like all those like second and third tier CCGs that like spun off, like Babylon Five, this card game, oh, Shadow Fist. D and D had a D and D had one for Did a while. They? Okay, uh, it's like Spellfire, I think. So like, yeah, I remember having all these cards. Oh, then there was like the Star Trek one. Yeah, um, that we Which bought cards we bought. for. Yeah, I was gonna say we yes. played. And then we, we tried to. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't play it. We bought the cards because they were super cheap, yes. and we're like, oh. This is why it's they're super cheap. Because we wanted like sucks. a silly game we could play for fun, and it was just a little too complicated, and we didn't care. So we just those cards are still in my basement. I think. Uh, I think I may have thrown mine out. Oh well, sorry, bud. I let you down. Um, okay, interesting. Um, I would say for me, 
this song is me going out on a date with Kevina Hernetta, Kevin Hearn's daughter. Uh, and uh, we are going out. We're having a really good time. I finally got up the courage to ask her out. And, uh, and, and you know what? Things are going well. I didn't think she would be into mm-hmm. me, but but she is, and I'm totally into her. And um, and you know, we go out to dinner. We go out dancing the night away, and then at the end of the night, um, I say, uh, "Do you want to just do you? You know what? I'm shooting my shot. Do you want to come back to my place?" And she says, "You know what? Okay." No. <laughs> and then my review is shot it is me <laughs> masturbating alone in my basement <laughs> um and uh, she says yeah okay uh and uh we go back we maybe have a drink at my place uh we go up to my bedroom and she what do you says, drink i want a specific cocktail i drink an adios motherfucker which is a long island iced tea with blue curacao in it uh mm. and, <laughs> and she i make her a uh, 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 a a uh, uh, Morden Caden's fancy day, <laughs> which is a rum and coke that has glitter around the rim, and uh, <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> I put a dagger inside of it. Uh, and, uh, what? Uh, okay, and uh, what are what shoes is she wearing? <laughs> she is wearing Birkenstocks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. So and her uh, hairstyle. Her hairstyle is an updo. She put it up in the car because mm. she had it down when we were dancing. So it's a messy bob. Oh, and how many uh, KFCs did you pass on the way back to your house? <laughs> we passed two and stopped into the third. So we're both okay. chowing down on our double downs. All right. Now I've got a full <laughs> picture of this memory for you. We're, we're ready to get down, eating our bucket of fucking extra crispy <laughs> in the car. Yeah. So this, this girl is a... You take her home, you get her a bucket of extra crispy, you make her a drink that gets glitter all over her face. This is and there's a knife in it, too. Yeah, absolutely. She asked for it by name. She said, can you make me a Morden Canaan's uh, fancy day? Yeah, uh, she, actually, she, you get in and she goes, how sharp are your knives? <laughs> That's exactly right. Do you keep them well sharpened? <laughs> where, where is your arts and crafts room again? How much glitter is in there? <laughs> Um, arts and crafts room (laughs) she knows i got one we were talking about it over over dinner um and so uh we take things up to my bedroom she says uh i'm gonna go freshen up for a second and i say okay go ahead and uh, she goes in my bathroom i change into a sheer uh silk robe uh (laughs) and nothing else and lie on my bed and i'm i'm lying on my bed and i'm just waiting and I'm, I check my phone eventually and I'm lying on my bed, 15 minutes pass. And then I'm like, are you okay in there? And I don't hear anything. And then I'm like, uh Oh, and I knock and I'm like, are you okay? And then I get worried. And so I, I open the door and she has, my bathroom window is open and the breeze <laughs> is, is floating through and she's stolen everything from my bathroom. All of my precious bathroom jewels are gone the toilet is missing and the water is just shooting up from the ground where it was my shower head is gone she has cleaned me out and there's just a note that says gotcha just hear a bunch of scrounging around in there <laughs> yeah. no she was soundless it was amazing how good she was uh and uh there's a note that just says gotcha sucker and uh it's me 
uh, with my uh, silk robe, my sheer thin silk robe. Uh, mm-hmm. and this song is is pretty close to nude for me. I was super duper duper into it. I thought it was a lot of fun, very joyous. Um, yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. This might be one it's of the last goodens of somebody on the Discord was sad because they thought I was underselling the PPE to you. There's gonna be good songs. We still have good songs coming up. We'll see. I'll be the judge yeah. of that. Okay, you will be the judge of that. We'll be right back with more It's All Been Done, a Bannicked Ladies podcast. <laughs> hey Ev. Mm, I, I don't like being outside. Why not? I mean, I like it in certain... I mean, it's just, it's hard to control outside. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, that's true. Well, you never... Like, the temperature is almost never right for me. Whereas really? inside, it always is. Yeah. What's You're a fall I, boy, right? I, yeah, I like a cool... I like a cool... A crisp... A crisp day. A crisp day. All right. So this is summertime right now. It is too hot for Sucks. you, I assume. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Give I me those 90 degree days. Million times. Yeah, we have. Yeah. This is... This is boring um but uh when how was the last I, time you climbed a tree july 4th is when i climbed a tree uh a couple friends came over for social distance fireworks we sat on my front lawn uh and i uh there's a tree in our neighbor's yard and mm-hmm. they said climb that saker and you know what by golly <laughs> i said i'll give it a go and i got up to the first branch not much further than that but when's the last time you climbed a tree bud um, a while. It's been a while. Okay. All right. Like I don't, I don't have. A, I mean, I used to do like pull-ups on the tree in my front yard because wow. the branch was the branch was low enough that I could jump and grab it and then do like pull-ups. But yeah. Then my when I, when my partner and I were away for the weekend, my father-in-law came and as a like a like a anniversary gift to us cut down the lowest branches on the tree because they were they were kind of low and like sure. it made it a little bit hard to mow around the, you know right. the one that was like leaves but i really missed that branch oh. i don't do my pull-ups anymore what a piece of shit did you consider divorcing uh your partner after that very strongly in fact sure. that was the biggest fight he sure. and i have ever had <laughs> absolutely <laughs> um yeah man i feel like climbing trees is a relic of a bygone era. I climbed trees a lot as a kid, and Mm -hmm. I think about my son climbing a tree, and I have a panic attack just considering it. What a night... Why did our parents let us do that? I never hurt myself, thank God, but Jesus, fuck, what a bad idea. I don't know. I I encourage my son to climb up and balance on things and, like, fall. I mean, I obviously don't want him, like... 30 feet off the ground but you know kids are pretty resilient you could get a 10 foot fall as a kid as long as you land right i guess i guess yeah and i don't mind i mean if my kid's gonna go up on a balance beam or something that's fine but i would climb hella up in those trees like Mm -hmm. i would be up there uh and if i would have fallen i probably would have died um, broke, I don't know. Broken your arm, most likely. I mean, it's yeah. You have to keep in mind, kids weigh a lot less than us, so they hit a lot less hard. Is that how that? Because they fall slower because they yeah. weigh less. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They catch the air, the flaps on their skin. You know, like everybody's got those skin flaps that yeah. fall off when you go through puberty. I did. I dropped my son the other day. I was just holding him, and he <laughs> floated like a feather back and forth down to the ground. It was very strange, but yeah, it's pleasant a, to see. It's a, it's a defense mechanism from the, our ancient days. <laughs> sure, I mean, it kind of checks out. It makes sense. I wouldn't be. I mean, because honestly, ever. I mean, 
truly having a child and i feel like we talk about it a lot in our commercial segments about having children but like i do not understand how cavemen did it at all like i there's so, children they, no kept them alive because oh. there are so many if i didn't have like a baby gate and like all these like safety precautions like my kid would have killed himself a hundred times over by now i don't know yeah i mean but also keep in mind that like you know they had a village to help raise the kid right yeah i suppose that's so true you're, if you're in a, if you're like a hunter gatherer tribe of like neanderthals you're like living with like 10 to 15 other adults and yeah. they're like you know two or three kids at any given time and everyone just sort of watches them and also when you look at like i've been reading articles about child rearing obviously um, uh-huh. because i'm an academic and i have a kid so that's what i do now um and like in a lot of um i don't know like a lot of societies where they're less uh, i don't want to say less developed because that's not true at all like the societies where they're less technologically oriented and like still live closer to you know like a not a like a farming lifestyle an agrarian lifestyle like kids are allowed to free range more because there is a lot less that can kill them like i mean Mm -hmm. obviously there are like poisonous snakes and shit like that but like you know a kid isn't going to get hit by a car like wandering out of the village right sure a bear isn't going to just like run them over so it is it is both danger more dangerous and less dangerous um in a lot of ways because a lot of what we have in modern society is way more dangerous than i mean you wouldn't need a baby kate if everything was on one floor you wouldn't need to put those little uh plastic things in the uh, um circuit surge the the circuit because they don't exist there wouldn't be electricity so like and there are like pictures of like kids like three-year-old kids like carrying knives for their family to like do stuff to like help out and you know like yeah that's not a i mean that's not a bad thing it's just how it's just a different culture and different society and i think that you know in the past most kids did die like immortality (laughs) was very high yeah that's right and they only lived to 25 if they lived anyway so you're right yeah Yeah. so good point good point you know what Good point. I'm had, doing a that's great. That's we job. had of the big fams. Yes, that's true, and that's Less why so you and now. I are going to live on a commune together with a couple other friends of ours. Uh, that'd be as fun, right? There's a big as long as there's a big inside. Yes. I don't know. Yes. I don't. I like. I'm. A, I'm a social guy, but I don't know if I could handle. I mean, it'd be like just being like in a dorm, right? Wouldn't it be? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe same property, different houses. That would be the most fun. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. could you could easily do that by moving into my neighborhood, dipshit. Uh, you know what? Moving into someone's neighborhood reminds me of. <laughs> uh, it reminds me of sugar. We're going down podcasting because not only are they moving into another neighborhood, that neighborhood is called the end of the podcast. That's right. Sugar, We're Going Down Podcasting is a podcast covering the expansive discography of Fall Out Boy, one random track each week, and it is ending. They wow. aren't doing any more episodes because they got bored of it. Oh, okay. Well, not bored, but uh, I think uh, Joe uh, had too much on his plate, and uh, or yeah, and, and so that was it. They, uh, they just said no more. Can you imagine? Wow, that seems... Yeah, that seems aspirational. Yeah, you can just do that. You don't owe anything say, to anybody. I can just say, all right, bye. This is my last one. <laughs> we could do that today. I don't. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, anyway, uh, there's a lot of old episodes and you can still listen to it. And it's it's still good. And if you're into Fall Out Boy, that's your jam. <laughs> uh, and you can follow It's over boy. and it has become less good. <laughs> when it's when there's nothing to look forward to, I mean, what's the point, right? I don't know. Um, 
So go listen to uh, Sugar We're Going Down podcasting only on the Orange Groves Podcasting Network. And we're back with more It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Now's the time of the show when we spin this big wheel and figure out what we are going to do next. And my friend, this time, we're going home. Go Mm. home. Describe where the narrator lives. Hmm. Mm. This is interesting because we do have a very strong character narrator here. Mm -hmm. But I don't... And his specifics are so strong. But I don't have any understanding of who he is besides for perhaps a creep. Definitely dedicated. Yeah, I think that he lives in either a series of hotel rooms or... Is there like a plane equivalent of an RV? Oh, yeah. I mean, you can have a private plane like an Air Force One. Um, so he's got, do you think he's got a, a pilot? I think he is a pilot. And he's got like a, he's got like a plane. Just, sure. It's just like a really, it's not like an Air Force One. It's like a old crop duster or something that he has like modified into like a, a small living space. Sure, And he sure. just like flies he flies from town to town looking for his lost love. <laughs> but what does it look like on the inside? So it does it have like wood paneling? Is it classy? It, or no, is it no. I imagine shitty? it's like it's like the inside of like a van that somebody okay. lives in. Like there's like a mattress on the f- like a small mattress, um, mm-hmm. a couple posters, like maybe some pictures of, of the girl he's uh, looking for. For sure, them, yes. to- them together. Um, probably like a uh, like a, a hot plate. Okay. Um, right. Not, and like like a couple jugs of water and then a couple jugs of urine. Yeah. Absolutely. Like that's uh, what I'm imagining. Yeah. Um and I think I mean just to spiral this a little further out of control. I think a lot of the posters are of like their 90s like Baywatchy sort of like uh, woman mm-hmm. on a beach posters, but he has cut out the girl's face and pasted it over the face of the woman in these posters. <laughs> Um, just to add that uh, a little more to the creepiness factor. Um, what does he do? Does he have some sort of like tracking station? I mean, how does he, where is he getting these locations or is he literally just spinning the globe? I think he's just spinning the globe, right? Good Lord. What a psychopath. And I do not use that word lightly, but he, <laughs> he has a crush on a girl and he's just pointing at v- random locations to try well, and find as her. Described, yeah, as described by his living situation, this guy is seriously troubled. <laughs> Truly. Um, and I genuinely hope he never finds this girl. And you know what? I don't think he will based on how we've described him. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, his, his methodology could use some work. But he did go to harass her parents. So right. I don't know. Maybe he can... I don't know. I feel like he does this for a while and then maybe he just goes back to the parents' house and looks through their trash and figures out where she is somehow. I think that I think that it's like a, a memento situation where he's lost so much and only he, the only thing that he has from his old life is this girl and once he finds her he'll be able to unlock the rest of his memories. Sure. Um, and like like who he used to be and what he did because all he's got the only thing like he woke up one day in a plane in like mm-hmm. a in like a pine barren in the pine barrens and he only had the only thing he has is a picture of this girl and an sure. address to her parents house <laughs> and then so, as he as he gets closer and closer to finding her um he starts getting like like uh, flashes like weird, ga- like weird gaslighty things where okay. like like wait I, I sw- they said she was working at this dairy queen but obviously she's not here but like 
did the did the the, the cashier seem really squirrely to you like did they were like <laughs> answering the questions like very weirdly and they kept like looking out the window where that guy was sitting across the street with like a coffee cup and a camera oh god and like he realizes that he is also being tracked too because she didn't just join the army right she joined like the cia or yeah, i love that i think he is being tracked because what he's actually joined is he's joined a killing game where you are given amnesia and you oh. wake up with someone's picture but someone else wakes up with your picture and you have to take out your target before you're taken out yourself. And the girl he's looking game. for has a uh-huh. picture of someone else. And it's just, mm-hmm. fuck. Oh, my God. That's good. And then he just keeps, yeah, as he's searching for her, he gets flashes of, like, his past life and signing up for it. And, like, yeah, this is just a... Uh, it's like this a is, lost scenario. <laughs> this is a real J.J. Abrams sort of... Uh, yeah, this seems like a... This seems like a a show that gets one and a half seasons on, on Fox. <laughs> but truly... I would watch it. This sounds like a blast to me and a the lot of mysteries. The Killing Game. The Killing Is game. that a real thing? Is a Killing Game a real thing? No, I'm just thinking like a Battle Royale uh, sort yeah, of. wow. Uh, I was yeah, just I mean, trying to think of like the kind of person who would be so broken and jaded as to like think that was an idea. Like unless they were getting, like if you kill your if you kill your target you, before your target the the one after you kills you like you get I don't know 100 million dollars or something. Sure. Yeah. There was a um a, I mean, there's a lot of media, I think, based around uh, 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 killing games. Um, but there was a movie called Series 7, I want to say. Have you ever seen it? Is that the one about the insane asylum? No, that's something different. Uh, okay. It's it's just literally... Session 9. Is what, yeah. Session 9, yes. Uh, it's a, it's a, a show about it, a reality show called The Contenders, where six people uh, picked at random from a national lottery are each given a pistol and forced to hunt and kill each other for the cameras. Uh, and that's, I, th- I feel like, what this is. Um, that, oh, okay. It's a, a lot of fun, right? It's a fun idea. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's like Running Man, right? Yeah, the original run- Running Man. The Running Man, not the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, but the Stephen King book. Sure. The Bachman book, I should yes, say. But, absolutely. Oh, man. Yeah. I totally... I, I that seems like a lot of fun. I want to watch that TV show now. There was that was, there was that reality show, like the real reality show, like Manhunt. Did you ever see that one? Where no, I, I never saw it. I just ran across it on my like one of my Wikipedia binges. Like uh-huh. it was just somebody you would somebody would get dropped somewhere, and they had to avoid the authorities for as long as possible. And there was like a team of like dedicated people who would try and track them down. That sounds super fun. I, that yeah. I, that is something I want to watch. Well, it's it might okay. be called Manhunt. I don't I remember. Watch it, boy. This is a fun recollecting about movies or TV shows yeah. we saw once hey, and can barely hey, remember? remember the name. Of. <laughs> yeah. I like what's this a, segment. What's a movie you barely remember? Sake? <laughs> that would be Series Seven. Um, yeah. Okay. Hopefully, we answered your question, Wheel. <laughs> All right. Now's the time in the show when we read an email from our friends, our fans, our cool little cats. Um. God, this is a long email with three questions. Do we want to do a lightning round? Mm, we'll see. Okay. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we decide whether we're going to go to the next question once we answer the first question? Okay, sounds good. Let me. We can back out at any. T- unlike this podcast, we can back out at any time. <laughs> uh, this email is called three hypothetical BNL scenarios, and let me tell you how excited I was when I got the email, and the sender's name was Stephen P. So, oh. <laughs> this one is from Stephen, um, Evan and Saker. 
And this is just, I want to read the really sweet thing here. Your podcast has been a really valuable companion for me during COVID quarantine. Since March, you guys have tagged along in my earbuds as I take my 6 a.m. walks in a desolate field uh, before a long day of working from home. I also listen in the evenings as I play Switch to relax and unwind. Every episode has a couple moments that crack me up. Lately, whenever I laugh out loud at home with my headphones on, my girlfriend asks, so you're listening to that weird Banneked Ladies podcast again, aren't you? I am especially inclined to release a strong belly laugh whenever you guys sing some type of BNL inspired parody, like when Randy Newman was mentioned and Saker sang Iraq People Got No Reason, or when you guys sang the Wind It Up chorus in the style of that famous Evanescence song. I also can't help but laugh out loud anytime either of you does a Kev impression. Well, this is a Kev song, and we didn't do any Kev impressions. I did a couple. I think we, uh, I think we, we, we threaded okay. in a couple. Do you want to do your best Kev? For, you want to do your best Kev? Yeah, give me a line read, and I'll, uh, I'll um, Kev it up. Balloons are fun, but they're not happy. Balloons are fun, but they're not happy. <laughs> Is that good? That's Try to good. Re- give it a spin. It. Thanks, you kept it up. Yeah. Um, I am like guessing... A Kev- a Kev- we should do like a Kevin Hearn like vocoder where we can... Uh, <laughs> you talk into it and it just changes your voice sure. to, to, moderate, oh. to be Kevin, Kevin Hearn. Uh, fuck, I would do so many... I would record... The, the The thrust of this podcast would change from whatever it is right now to just a prank call show where I call people as Kevin <laughs> Hearn. No one that's would all, know. That's all I want to do now, though. I would that call was... local Canadian businesses. I'd call whatever that Canadian tire store is that is like Walmart in Canada... Never mind. It's unimportant. Okay, you look it's probably called It's probably called Big Tire. It might be. I am guessing that I'm relatively close to you guys in age. I am 35. Me too. Based on the cultural uh, references that you make. Today you mentioned the band's LFO, Toadies, and They Would Be Giants, in addition to lots of discussion about George W. Bush's tenure as POTUS, humming the Jurassic Park theme, and referencing the movie's 27 dresses and blank check. Uh, (laughs) He's really just nailing us to the wall. Yeah, we are. We're done. (laughs) We're of of a moment. The references often come with little context, and I've thought they would probably not be understood by younger teenage listeners. Then I quickly realized that a teenager in 2020 doesn't give a fuck about the Bannigan ladies, so they probably aren't listening to the show. And of course, the references make sense to me. Uh, he says, our anime discussion is completely unfamiliar to us, or to him, but he played enough magic and D&D in high school to be Ooh. able to appreciate our role-playing and TTRPG humor. For fun, here are three hypothetical BNL scenarios to consider to potentially discuss in a future episode. So let's go okay, with number one. How about this? We'll play, uh, we'll play Fuck, Mary Kill with these three scenarios. <laughs> So we won't actually... Okay, that's fine. I actually... I like that way better. Okay. Um, scenario number one. <laughs> it's, 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 okay. The year is 1998. Your mom says she's throwing a big party for your birthday. You could do any activity you like, and your guests will spend the night at your house. The only catch is none of your school friends are invited. The only attendees are the Barenaked ladies. Mom, you fucking creep. You are in charge of planning entertainment for the evening. Would you go to the skating rink, play ping pong, or go to Blockbuster and rent? I know what you did last summer to bring home and play scary pranks on one another. Would you put shaving cream on the face of the person who falls asleep first? So basically, what would we do with the Barenaked ladies at a sleepover? Which I love that question so I feel much. Like, I feel like 1998 BNL boys would get real a sleepover with them would get real weird oh that was height of like their popularity that was that was, that was a heart of like show your butt to us yeah, they would BNL. be naked the whole time they would be okay. yeah like my dad would come down in his underwear and yell at them for making too much noise <laughs> that is that is such a sleepover specific and it's just be... and it's just oh. five other men that oh are my, my dad's God. age and me <laughs> What a 
nightmare. This is truly what shitty fucking parents. I love this nightmare scenario that you've concocted, Stephen. Well, it's like uh, it's like so per- it's so perfect because like it's like your parents doing something nice for you, but you're sure. a teenager and they don't actually know what you right. like. So it's like, <laughs> yes. hey, I got you that Jewel album. You like Jewel? <laughs> Remember we heard it on the radio? We used to sing or like, oh god, mom, uh, I don't like Jewel anymore. So many times. You know, it's like one of those things. Like, hey, we know BNL is your favorite band, so we uh, um. We emptied out our retirement fund to get them to come to your sleep, your 18th birthday party, your sweet 18. <laughs> oh my God. What a nightmare. Okay. So remember, we're not actually, but the only stipulation these... is, is that they can't play. They're not playing any songs. They're just hanging no, they're out. They're just hanging you. out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're not actually answering any of these scenarios. We're just playing fuck, right. Mary kill with the three scenarios. Right. Okay. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> so stupid. BNL's tour manager retires and does not schedule their summer concert series next year. Instead of playing music, the BNL boys get summer jobs at an amusement park. Which rides slash games slash food carts would each band member be assigned to work and why? Okay. Ooh, that's a good one. I do. Let me tell you how much I love the fact that Steven provides a sensible, like, well, I want to ask what amusement park rides would they do, but that doesn't make any sense. So let me set up the scenario in which their tour manager quits. <laughs> like he gave us some context. I love it. Yeah. I mean, context is the ki- context is king, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, number three. A BNL song is included in Wes Anderson's next movie. What would be happening in the highly stylized and quirky scene during which the song is playing? At least one BNL band member must make a cameo in the scene. Uh, okay, so, um, and then he says, uh, uh, I imagine the song is Why Say Anything Nice, which is, I believe, our next song. Um, but that is not the case in this case. It's going to be another spin. Oh, no, Why Say Anything Nice is two songs from now. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> fuck Mary Kill BNL <laughs> This podcast is so dumb. Fuck Mary Kill BNL sleeping over at your house. BNL yep. working in an amusement park and BNL in a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah, I think I would um Oh man. I don't want to marry BNL in a Wes Anderson movie because there are no happy marriages in Wes Anderson movies. Sure. So I guess I'm I'm fucking definitely the Wes Anderson. Okay, all right. I'm fair marrying enough. I'm marrying the amusement park for sure. I mean, why would you not want to marry an amusement park? Uh, well, staffed I don't know. By, staffed by a BNL. I'll, I'll give you my, my, my rundown oh, in a second. I imagine, I'm imagining like them, they're the only staff at this amusement park. So that like Tyler has to like run from the, uh, from the churro stand that he's running and then like go and like switch hats and, sure. uh, you know, take off his, uh, undershirt and put on like a, a apron and then go like man the pizza station and right steven page is selling tickets and then runs up the stairs to collect the tickets at the top of the uh, elevator ride that he just <laughs> sure has elevator to run ride. <laughs> <laughs> press the button go to any floor um <laughs> the most fun ride so yeah i'm marrying that and then i'm definitely killing bnl coming to my 18th birthday party sleepover wow i love so you were 18 and 98 hot damn okay i was uh 13 so boy oh boy okay are you turning 40 this year ev i want to go back to 92 god damn okay um okay uh those are interesting i I would see i feel like i understand your your idea of marrying the amusement park and i think that's admirable of you but buddy i don't go to amusement park for a long time i go to amusement park for a good time my friend so i am gonna (laughs) fuck that amusement park (laughs) so and i agree it's it's uh it's it's just it's good fun it's good fun um i think i'm going to marry the idea of bnl at my house for a night because none of them are are 
I, I truly hope and I truly believe in my heart of hearts that none of them are cr- creepy pedophiles. So I yes. think I think 13-year-old Saker is safe. And I think it's something that I want to bring with me for the rest of my life is the memory of BNL having uh, played Mario Party 2 with me all night long <laughs> at my sleepover. Um, oh, and you did flashlight tag out in the backyard. Oh my God, that sounds like so much. Fun. That That's truly something I would want to marry, the idea of BNL at my sleepover. So Catch I guess fireflies. Oh man, we could. Oh, we would order like a bunch of. Uh, 1998. Is this the right time for the uh, Pizza Hut Bigfoot Pizza? That was Little Caesars Bigfoot Pizza. Wasn't oh, it? was it? Okay, yeah, I think you're right. It was yeah, yeah Little Caesars. And I Big- think it. I think you are right about Bigfoot territory. <laughs> okay, this is more. You're right, Stephen. We are of a certain age mentioning Little Caesars Bigfoot Pizza, and I guess that means I would kill BNL and Wes Anderson's next movie. Uh, Wes Anderson's a little too uh, samey for me. Wasn't a big a fan twee. of a little too twee, a little too twee, uh, and uh, yeah, just not into it. Not into the idea. So I, don't know. I think that uh, his most recent one was a Grand Budapest Hotel. Was that the most recent one that he did, that or was there another one? That was many, many years ago, wasn't well, it? I haven't, uh, yeah, but I, I think that know. was def- the Grand Budapest was actually my favorite. I think I of loved, all of his uh, movies. I love Dogs was really good, and that was yeah. his. That was more recent, wasn't it? Uh, yes, Isle of Dogs was his most recent. Okay. And okay. you loved it? I loved it. Shit. Shit, I like most of these movies that I'm reading. Fuck, I love Wes yeah. Anderson. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, you, all right. But you've murdered, you've murdered any <laughs> chance you have. <laughs> Fuck. Of BNL in a Wes Anderson movie, which I'm okay with. I'll still watch the movie. In fact, it might make me cringe and move down in my seat a little bit if I go to the theater to see a Wes Anderson movie with my friends and BNL starts playing because I know they're all going to whip their heads around to look at me. So actually, <laughs> yeah. I do kill that idea. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be... I don't want to... I do this show, but I don't want that to be my thing. Bud, we're the BNL guys. I'm sorry. (laughs) To all of our friends. No. Uh, Steven goes on. In all seriousness, thanks for making the show. I know it takes a lot of time and commitment, so know that the effort is appreciated. And when BNL puts out another album after this podcast has run its course, I'm one of the listeners who would be super hyped to hear you guys come back for one more season. Have a good day, Steven. Thanks, Steven. That was very, very kind of you. You're a good man. Uh, okay. I hope we answered your questions. We didn't. <laughs> well, I, I have to assume he uh, expected us not to. Yeah, do, that was a do lot. What he want, do what he wanted. Yeah, this you got to know that we undercut. That's what we do. We're the worst. Ebo, we done Come did up. it. That's oh, another. Oh, hey, you can email us. It's all been done podcast at gmail.com. I know I'm not allowed to talk about previous segments once we move on, but I just mm-hmm. want you to know that we could use some emails. Uh, make them nice and long, like Stevie, Stevie P's. Um, Ebo, we done did another episode. Oh, wait. Oh, oh, oh wait. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. <laughs> that's, I think that's going to be my uh, catchphrase going forward. Oh, oh wait. Oh, wait. <laughs> it's the first time. I, I feel like I surprised you. You made a noise that was out of pure instinct. That was very strange. Yeah, that came it came from somewhere deep inside me. <laughs> um, Ev, you can join the Discord. It's in the show notes. Uh, contribute to the Patreon. Uh, there is at least one new snack time up there. Uh, and maybe a second one by now. Maybe Louie Loon's up there. If not now, then maybe uh, soon. <laughs> told you not um, to give them both to them at the same I time. I haven't. I still haven't even edited it by the recording oh, okay. of this podcast. So we'll okay. see. Um, but, uh, and, uh, you can give us a bunch of money if you want my Venmo again, Jedi three, three, three. Um, 
I will take a castle. Thank you very much. Oh, I will take a castle roll if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Um, Ebo, uh, you can leave uh, us behind or help us on Facebook. <laughs> it's all been Unbreaking Ladies Podcast on Twitter at Bend on Pod. Please leave us a review on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Pinkcast, on Scrontle, uh, on Donner, on Blitzen, on <laughs> anything you want. Uh, leaving us reviews helps people find the show. Right. I wish we a had a review an... on your grandmother's uh, little uh, desk note Rolodex thing. Sure. Right? I actually want you to get a review. Don't post it anywhere, but get it tattooed onto your flesh about this podcast. <laughs> Give it to five stars and then send us a picture and we will laugh at it and then forget about it and you'll be stuck with it forever. But you will provide us with momentary amusement and that will be a delight. Um, Ebbo, anything to plug this week? Awards. Oh, any in specific? No, I mean, like, I think that we should give out more awards. Not a bad I idea. That, our f- I know that, that, that our generation got, it was said to get too many awards, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, they didn't really mean a lot. Like the best participation soccer trophies that I had, like threw away sure. like 30 years ago. Sure. <laughs> but you know, like still, it makes you feel good for a little bit. It's nice. It's nice. nice what is there? Is there an award that you want? Oh, the Nebula Awards. <laughs> okay, but that's one that exists. If I were I'd to make to... up an make up oh, an award oh, and give it to um, you right now, biggest, strongest, you choose, your, choose your words carefully, smartest <laughs> animal. <laughs> that's a that's a very very general out of all the animals. Hot damn! Okay. Hey man, well, I go bigger, I go home. Well, bud, let me tell you, maybe you aren't. You're up there. You're certainly top five for me. <laughs> biggest, biggest, strongest, strongest smartest animals. animals. <laughs> maybe. What, what award? Ten. What award do I give you? Uh, I want the award for the most Extra. aggravating person <laughs> you could sit next to on a bus. So I'm going to pick my nose the whole time. I'm going to ask you if things look infected. I'm going to show you pictures of my grandchildren. That's the award I want. You know, our friend Jared, uh, the crypto naturalist, gave a just randomly sent an award to a podcast. uh, Best butthole based podcast once upon a time. Um, But uh, that was many moons ago. Many moons ago. Many moons. So if any listeners out there want to get us biggest, strongest, smartest animal or most aggravating person to sit next to on a bus... (laughs) I'll give you my personal address. Just email me. I want to get best comedy podcast or music podcast Columbus podcast awards 2021. We will, my friend. We will. We're going to rig the votes again. Anyway. Damn right. uh, I'm Saker. I'm Evan. And we'll see you again in one one week. Week.
I'm Caitlin. And I'm Joe. Sugar We're Going Down podcasting is exactly what it sounds like. Each week, we get a random Fall Out Boy song and discuss it in various ways, such as... What are its merits musically? Is it a bop? Does it have chugs? It's lyrical complexity. Sometimes Pete writes a triple entendre, and sometimes he doesn't even finish the first entendre. Does the video make any goddamn sense, though? Usually, no. How gay does it make us feel? Usually a lot of gay. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your personal podcatcher of choice and get a new episode every Wednesday until it kills us. Caitlin, is this more than you bargained for yet? Honestly, it already is. (laughs) 